Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Um, now, did you see this programme on RTE last night? Very shocking revelations about what was going on in a crash in Dublin. Anne even demonstrated how this was to be done. Just put him down like that. <laughs> no. No. He will go with me. Sorry, I'll just come around. Um, it's very hard to watch. The children are clearly... The crying is of a very distressed child who is... Um, maybe very uncomfortable as very as well as uh, frightened and uh, there's absolutely no way to get children to sleep um, uh, this forcing them keeping their heads down covering their covering their heads all of it is against regulations you lay a baby gently when they're going to sleep that's not a vulnerable time and it's an intimate time with a young baby you lay them gently into the cot just put them down like that and again placing a child on their tummy when they're going to bed and ensuring that they fall asleep in that position there's potential for very serious consequences a litany of shortcomings and abuse of babies and their rights was highlighted in that programme. RT investigates in a crash chain in Dublin last night. Parents watched as the children were forced to sleep or forced to wake up. They were fed instant noodles and diluted milk and serious there were serious fire safety breaches as well. Well, Marion Quinn is the chairperson of the Association of Childhood Professionals and she's on the line this morning. Marion, what were your thoughts when you watched that last night? They were very distressed, um, very distressing, you know, kind of viewing um, and seeing the poor children. I mean, you just, you just have to feel for them, um, you know, for the, for the lack of support and the lack of um, empathy that was there for them. I mean, you know, any child, you know, doesn't want to go to sleep, you know, doesn't want to go into, into a cot. Um, and, and usually it's something you have to support them with and be gentle with them. And there was just no gentleness, there was just no support for, um, for the children in that. So it was, yeah... Very, very shocking, very distressing. The Children's Rights Alliance are now calling for that place to be shut down. Do you think it should be? Well, I think, I mean, I think that certainly it needs to be seriously looked at. Um, I know that there are other complaints in, you know, in relation to it and, and, uh, and the two that are looking at it. Um, so I, I know this is probably something that's going to go to court in, in, in due process and all the rest of it. But absolutely, I mean, any service that's engaging in that kind of behaviour and that, that seem to be engaging in that behaviour and other you know, um, stuff that's gone in another complaint. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't like to see that operating. No. The children were served a, a meal of cheap noodles. You know these mm. kind of dried noodles. Um, mm. Despite the parents being told they were getting a vegetable dish, what did you think of that? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a complete breach of the of the trust and relationship that you have with parents. Um, like, I mean, if you're saying, look, this is the menu the children are going to get, then that's the menu the children need to be getting. I mean, the parents were paying, you know, substantially for for the service there. Um, and we saw that the you know the turnover that the, the the chain made um was you know was significant that they certainly could be affording higher quality um you know kind of foods for the children and 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 doing what they say that they're doing you know when they're, when they're when they're telling parents the menu is such that that's what the menu is going to be um it, that was that, you know that was very um it was very telling and there was a few instances in the program like you know where you could just see you know that the, the parents were going to be told anything 
um, you know, that, that suited them just to kind of look, oh, this will keep parents happy. We'll, we'll show that kind of external view. Um, and that, that's that's really disappointing um, and really upsetting to see because you're supposed to have a really good, solid relationship with parents. You're working in partnership with the parents here to make sure that there's, you know, kind of good transitions between the home and the centre and the centre and the home back again. Um, the parents are clear in terms of what sort of a day the child has had. That's not a tick box exercise. That's what quality is about. What does it say about regulation of the sector, Marion? Well, the sector actually is um, highly regulated, right? Um, but the thing is, inspections are, uh, you know, a snapshot view of what's happening in the service on the day the inspection happens. So, um, and, and we know in this instance is that, that quite a few of, of um, the regulations were non-compliant, a substantial amount of um, for this particular chain. Um, so it, it is something that there's a lot of stuff that was picked up and that we know, um, you know, from, from the programme last night that they're too slow engaging in enforcement about that, which means that they are requiring changes. Um, I think I think from from hearing that and from seeing that, you can see the stuff is being picked up. So, you know, I suppose parents can look at, you know, at, at um, the reports online and they can kind of see, OK, look, what's going on in the service? And is it, is it kind of serious stuff that's being picked up? Um, so the regulations do happen. It's it's a culture that needs to change. Like I mean, we have to have you know uh, management who are engaged in service provision that has got the child at the centre. And um, you can't be profiteering, you know, off of childcare and off early childhood education and care. I mean, yes, services do need to have a turnover because they're going to need to be able to reinvest to make sure the the, the you know the quality of the service stays high, and they're going to need to be able to have a reasonable wage for themselves and and um, you know for for taking the responsibility of opening the service. But I mean, profiteering is, is over and above that. And that's where quality tends to, you know, end up being lower because corners are cut like that in terms of the food or in terms of, you know, not having enough staff on. So that's completely unacceptable. Mm, totally. Um, stay with us, Marion. I have to take a quick break, but we want to talk more about this. We're talking to Marion Quinn about RTE Investigates and the shocking footage last night of what was going on in one Dublin crash. Now we're chatting about the RTE Investigates programme last night. Let's listen to another shocking clip. And a large number of children from babies to wobblers are cramped into one room. In these conditions, getting children to sleep can be difficult. On this day, a member of staff loses patience. The child is held down. He is upset. When he resists, his head is repeatedly pushed back into the mattress. Hide and Seek said the staff member involved in this incident no longer works with the company. Huge breach. Um, in terms of behaviour management, you know, no practices that are degrading, disrespectful, aggressive, they're prohibited. And we've seen all of it. Well, Marion, that just kind of sums it up, really. You were talking about the regulation and that there are efforts to make improvements to it. How reassured do you think parents are going to be after what they saw last night? They're not. I mean, you can have parents who are going to be very worried and very conflicted when they're going into the morning, you know, when they're dropping their children or question going into work. And I suppose this is something, you know, where, uh, you know, the parents and the, and the services are going to need to take time to kind of explore this and to reassure parents, you know, in terms of the good practice, because there is really good practice that's going on around the country. There are services that are really invested in the best for children. Um, and, you know, I'm wanting to make it the, the, the home from home that it is. Um, so it is, it is um, 
is something that parents are going to need to talk about and and be reassured and and take a walk through the services again. Like I mean, they'll they'll have seen the service, you know, when they were brought in for you know the kind of introductory um you know kind of visits when they were um, registering their children. But now take take another walk through and and I suppose this time maybe they'll be more aware from having seen what's going on. You know, walking into the classroom and you know um are, are they seeing that you know there's loads of cots and then kind of questioning. But if there's that many cots in a room at one stage, how are the children settled to go to bed because. You know, if, if you've got 12 children and they're all crying not wanting to, to go down, well, how are they going to be supported in that tight, small space? So, um, you know, But isn't and, there a problem, Marion? Isn't there a problem where parents don't often have a wide choice of options when yeah. it comes to childcare? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, they're restricted by budget. They're restricted by location, convenience, in terms of whatever their working hours are. And there are many parents out there that going to work is simply not a choice. They have to do it if they want to be able to uh, survive and pay whatever it is, whether it's rent or whether it's mortgage, they have no choice. And sometimes they're choosing based on budget rather than on all the suggestions you're making. Oh, absolutely. But the suggestions I'm making are ones that are not necessarily going to cost because for the simple reason is having those conversations. If the service, and, and as I say, the majority of the services are really good services, but if the service is not and you've got parents who are continuously questioning um, you know, and, and you know, um, engaging with the, with the service in relation to questioning about how they're going to, how they put children to bed, you know, um, the seed, all that sort of stuff and engaging with them on a regular basis. Um, and that if parents aren't happy and they're not getting the responses that they feel they should be getting from the service, that they can put in uh, what's known as an unsolicited complaint to Tusla, and that if Tusla are getting unsolicited complaints from parents um, or from staff within the service, um, that they will be you know, coming out and doing more inspections of that service. So then it becomes you know, more likely that the service is going to be um, shown for the reality of what it is. And um, now that doesn't that doesn't take away the difficulty the parents are going to be experiencing in terms of well, look, they have to have a place for their for their children, but it just means that it by more oversight and as much oversight as possible, then those services that aren't providing the best quality are going to start improving their quality because there's you know it's it's not going to work otherwise. What families will start doing is seeing you know had they got a family member or you know or whatever, and that's not something that the the service is going to want because they're going to want to stay in operation. So, yeah, it should, isn't ideal. Should there be a requirement uh, by law that there are cameras in all crashes? Well, th- there's two sides to that. I mean, you, you, children who, you know, have various different behaviour and various different difficulties and, you know, whether it's a disability learning difficulty or just natural stage of development. And the children, you're, so you're not just going to be seeing your child in the service. You're going to be seeing all of the other children and all the other behaviours that those children have. Even though the behaviours are supported, so, you know, um, you're going to see that. So you're not just going to be watching what's going on in terms of staff-child interactions. Um, so in terms of the, you know, the respect and dignity for other ch- other children. But certainly it's something, I mean, I know um, that there's quite a number of, of questions who do that, um, you know, and, and, you know, kind of letting parents see what, where, the, where the practice is at. And there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, you know, it, it's difficult to, to see how you can kind of balance it. I mean, yes, if you're if you're considering that there's, you know, like child welfare issues going on, well, absolutely, I think that, you know, a CCTV would definitely trump, um, you know, child welfare um, issues. But there, there's, there's other stuff that needs to be looked at and, and ironed out there as well, though. Yeah, it's, it would be another cost, though. That is the problem. Well, you know what? I mean, like, 
when you were operating, you know, we saw last night, okay, cost was not going to be an issue for that particular service. But yes, for, for smaller services that are working on, you know, really tight margins and that are, because I mean, look, quality costs. If you're investing, and, and for instance, last night, if they were investing in an adequate number of staff, you know, um, over and above the minimum, because a minimum is, is, you know, is not your ideal, especially when it comes to babies and toddlers. Um, so if you're over investing over and above that, your margins are going to be tighter and tighter. And we've got so many good services that are working to really tight margins because they do keep reinvesting back in. Um, but like last night, you know, that, that, that kind of a large service, CCTV would have been no issue there. You know, they, they would have well been able to, to afford it. And, and if, if that's something that's needed, then, you know, I mean, the state does give out, you know, the department does give out capitation grants at different times for various different things. And maybe if they saw that, you know, that this doesn't impinge on the rights of other families, that, um, that you know, maybe that's something they're going to have to look at um, in terms of the, the capitation. But I suppose, like, last night was particularly difficult because, it was the culture of the centre. You know, it was coming from management and, you know, that modelling of bad practice and the cutting the corners and, the, you know, the falsifying, you know, report to appearance and all the rest of it. And, I mean, what you want is a good, strong management who are in and out of various different rooms so that they see, you know, the, the, the kind of practice that's going on on a daily basis and it keeps everybody on their toes. Um, and, and that was what was really absent last night. When you've got management like that, the culture of the service just isn't going to be good and it's not going to be, you know, kind of valuing of children and children's rights um, or, or families in, in terms of what the families want and need. Um, so that was a particularly hard thing last night. Um, it, it wasn't just, you know, kind of an educator who was engaging in poor practice. It was the culture of the service and that's what was something that it's almost like staff were, were being required to, to behave that in that way, despite the fact that they that they challenged the manager and said, "Look, you're being too rough, and you know this is not okay," or "Or look, the child is tired, and I need to hold them, or they just have to wake them up, or whatever." I mean, the staff tried to do that, and and we know the staff have put in complaints in relation to you know they've, they've engaged with Tusla, you know, um, previous to that, um, you know, that show last night. So, you know, that look, it's it's there's no one easy fix to it, but as you say, it is a reality that that parents need to out. We also need to look at, I mean, I suppose the conditions of, you know, the people who are working within the services um, and, and making sure that we've got a workforce where there isn't a high staff turnover. Because if yeah, you're with, yeah. you know, a group of children, you know, um, day in, day out, you do develop an attachment and a relationship with them. Um, whereas if staff turnover is high and you're not getting to stay, um, you're, not, you're not engaging, you're not building relationships with, with the children, uh, the children can become a number. Um, yeah, and that want, issue... You want the relationships. It was raised only last week, I think, on the show here on Limited Day with Joe as SIP2 launched their campaign for uh, the wages for childcare professionals to be looked at in the budget. Marion, we're going to have to leave it there for this morning. Thanks very much for joining us on Limited Today. That's Marion Quinn of the Association of Childcare Professionals. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.